Thank you for tuning in to the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, January the 10th. We pray that you and your families are well, in good health, and prepared for worship today. Here are today's updated announcements. Our sympathy and prayers go out to Brother Danny Simmons on the passing of his brother, Rufus Simmons, who passed away in Dyersburg, Tennessee, with cancer. Also pray for Vernon Bond, Jr., who is currently in the hospital. Pray for his speedy recovery as well. Sister Pat Baskerville is in St. Thomas West Hospital, room 747. She may have had another surgery. The St. Thomas phone number given to me is 615-222-2111. Again, that's 615-222-2111. Pray that Sister Baskerville will have a fast recovery as well. Remember to pray for all of our sick, shut-in, bereaved, elderly, and traveling members and their families. Continue to stay connected by making phone calls, sending cards, and text messages when you can. I'm sure they'll be appreciated. Brother Kance will continue his study from the book of Genesis today. The lesson text will come from Genesis chapter 25 and verses 1 through 13. The lesson is titled, Jacob at Bethel. Please tune in and study along with Brother Kens anytime on the Lord's Day. Now you can contact Brother Kens with any questions or comments via his email address at bill.kens at gmail.com. This Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m., I invite you to participate in our midweek Bible study. This week, we will continue our study titled, Lord, I Need an Attitude Adjustment, focusing on a series of lessons from the first four chapters of the book of Malachi. This week, lesson six is titled, God Has Something to Say About Who You Marry, taken from Malachi chapter 2 and verses 11 and 12. Make plans to join us this Wednesday evening and every Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. This will conclude our updated announcements. We will now begin today's worship service. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good to see everyone here this morning. This is the first Lord's Day of 2021. So Happy New Year to everyone. We are truly thankful for all the blessings that God has given us last year. Uh, And we're thankful now that he's given us life and health and strength on this day. Uh, This being the first Lord's Day of the year. And we're just thankful for all the blessings that we have had. And we pray that God will continue to bless us. Uh, 2021 is here, um, but COVID-19 is also still here. Uh, unemployment at a high, pain and suffering, and a lot of sickness. Uh, So let's not forget that we are uh, the messengers of good news. So we're the ones to tell the world that God is still in control uh, and continue to hang on and and pray for God's blessings as we be that light to the world. So we welcome everyone here to our services. We welcome those here in the auditorium. Also, we welcome those that are listening to our podcast on this morning and any visiting faces with us we welcome you also on this lord's day Uh, it has been 
10 months since we have been together as a congregation. It was the last Lord's Day of March uh, that we were together. Uh, who would imagine uh, being apart that long and all of this chaos happening? Uh, but church, we've made it. Uh, we have actually made it through all of that, uh, and God will still be with us. Uh, we have been blessed here along Saturday. We had uh, no deaths uh, uh, due to the virus, uh, no major hardships that we are aware of, because we hope if anyone is struggling, let us know, and we don't understand why. You would not let us know, but none that we are aware of. So that's a blessing, church. We've got a lot to be uh, thankful for. Uh, and grateful for uh, even shall allow us to reach down even more to help those that need us, uh, that need our assistance. So let's continue to pray and, and be thankful for what we have uh, and just uh, put God first in our lives. Of course, due to the continuation of the pandemic, we will not have a planner for 2021. Uh, Lord's work will still go on, but we will not have a planner for 2021 for obvious reasons. Uh, we still need to church to limit our gatherings together, and this is one key factor to uh, limit as much as gatherings together, especially in large numbers inside of buildings. So we will continue to follow these measures uh, as long as we are dealing with the pandemic. We know that several members are taking uh, the shot for the virus, and many are deciding whether to take that shot or not. Uh, we encourage everyone to, to do your homework, uh, understand what you are going through in your situation in your body, and number one, pray. Uh, pray to God that you are making that right decisions. Uh, thankful for those that have taken that, that they are doing well, uh, and that's a blessing also. Uh, so let's just do our homework and be mindful and just uh, stay on our knees to God, uh, who will help us through all of this. For those that are listening uh, to the podcast, we encourage you to continue to listen to uh, the services. This is the Lord's Day, a day that God expects us to assemble as Christians to worship him and to worship him on this day, uh, to continue to send in your offering to Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ, P.O. Box 41648, Nashville, Tennessee, 37204. And we also encourage everyone to continue to listen to the weekly Bible class on Lord's Day. Uh, Brother Kent teaches uh, the Lord's Day Bible study. And on Wednesday at 7.15 p.m., Brother William teaches that class. So continue to listen to those services. A prayer request for Sister uh, uh, Judy Liggs and also Brother Liggs. Sister Liggs is not here and asking for our prayers for her health and strength. I think she's also, both of them will be going through a series of tests. So we want to keep both of them, Brother John and Sister Judy, in our prayers. And others also that may be sick, uh, let's keep them in our prayers. Those that are in bereavement, let's continue to keep them in prayer also. January birthdays, Tyrone Atkins, January the 5th. James White, January the 7th, Taylor Moore, January the 7th, Glenn McLean, January the 17th, uh, Rakaya Compton, January the 22nd, and our twin, Rakaya, Rakaya, Raquel, also January the 22nd, and Tara McLean, January the 30th. Anniversaries, 
Tony and Candace Moore, January the 7th. And again, if we do not, if you didn't hear your birthday or anniversary mentioned last year, that means you're not on our master list. So make sure that you get that information to Sister Candace Moore so that we can announce this during our service time. In our absence, we simply want to continue to encourage each other. So those are the January birthdays and anniversaries. Thank you, Card. To Lawrence Avenue uh, Christian family, words are not enough to express my gratitude for your prayers, love, and well wishes that you all have shown me and my family while I was sick. In love and prayer, this comes from Tyrone Atkins and Perdita Atkins family. Thank you for that card. Sister Shantae Jackson is also thanking everyone for your prayers, uh, your phone calls, and all your texts. She truly appreciates that from Sister Shantae Jackson. A prayer request also, uh, Sister Carol Thompson asked the church to pray for her cousin, Teresa, had a couple of strokes, uh, and also a prayer request for a friend, Mr. Uh, Williams, who is dying of cancer. Uh, so those are major things, and let's keep them in our prayers. Our order of service this morning, our singing, Brother John Phillips. That's not a misprint. That is our singing, Brother John Phillips. Scripture reading and prayer, Brother Danny Gift. Our sermon this morning, Brother, Ty Brother Arnold Spivey. And prayer for offering and communion, Brother Corey Spivey. And our closing prayer, Brother Timmy Jackson. So now let us prepare for our morning worship service. Good morning, family. Morning. Scripture says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all of ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures unto all generations. Our first selection will be page 867. That's page 867. <clears throat> Humble yourselves. We'll also, the second verse, we'll use amazing grace and then finish it off with humble yourself again for the third verse. Let us sing. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. And he will lift you up and he will lift you up amazing grace how sweet the sound amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me that saved the wretch like me now humble yourselves in the sight of the lord 
Now humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up, and he will lift you up. Next election will be page 780. That's seven, eight, oh. Won't it be wonderful there? We'll sing the first and the third verse. <clears throat> All found? Let us sing. When with the Savior we enter the glory land, won't it be wonderful there? Ended the troubles and cares of the story. Won't it be wonderful there? Won't it be wonderful there? Having no burdens to bear, joyously singing with heart bells all ringing. Oh, won't it be wonderful there? There with the tempest will never be sweeping us. Won't it be wonderful there? Sure and forever the Lord will be keeping us. Won't it be wonderful there? Won't it be wonderful there? Having no burdens to bear, joyously singing with heart bells all ringing. Oh, won't it be wonderful there? Next song will be listed after scripture and prayer. Good morning. Scripture reading this morning. We'll be coming from Genesis chapter 19, verses 23 through 26. That's Genesis chapter 19, verses 23 to 26. And I will be reading from the King James Version. And it reads, the sun has risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zorah. And then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plains and all the inhabitants of the cities and the and that which grew upon the ground. Verse 26. But his wife looked back from behind him, and, sh and she became a pillar of salt. May God add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the doing of his word. Let us pray. Dear the Father, most wise and awesome God, we come to you with bowed down heads and humble hearts, thanking you and able us to see a day, a day which you were made, and a day which we are glad and joy in. And the Father, we'd like for you to 
Bless those that may be in bereavement at this time. Bless those that may be sick and shut in at this time, Heavenly Father. Especially those behind, especially those in the household of faith. Heavenly Father, I'd like to thank you for this day, a day which you were made, and a day which we are glad rejoicing in. Heavenly Father, we'd like to thank you for enabling us to be able to see uh, another day, a day in which that we can worship you at this time, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we'd like for you to go with the one that may be speaking at this time, Heavenly Father. Give him the health and strength and bring back the things to his remembrance that he may proclaim your word in a fashion that is well-pleasing to you. And the Father, be with us the hearers. Let us not only be hearers, let us also be doers of your most holy divine word. Yes. And the Father, would like for you to go with the leaders of this congregation, and the Father, at this time, continue to be with them. Give them the health and strength that they may continue to to lead this congregation in fashion that is well-pleasing to you. Yes. And having, having the Father also be with us, the members of this congregation, and the Father, that we follow the things which is right according to as our leaders give us, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, continue to be with us as we continue through this day, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Our next election will be page 779. Brother Baskerville's favorite song. The Song of Invitation will be page 584. Song of Invitation will be 584. Right now we're going to sing 779 without him. <clears throat> All found, let us sing. Without him I could do nothing. Without him I surely fail. Without him I would be drifting like a ship. Without a sail, Jesus, oh Jesus, do you know him today? You can turn him away.
can turn him away, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, without him, I lost, I would be I've ever been spoken. It's enough in that to be a sermon for a month of Sundays. But I'd like to say once again, good morning. Thanks be to God for once again uh, allowing us and affording us the opportunity to assemble here to do as we have been commanded, and that is to worship him in spirit and in truth. And as we issue out, and we usher out one year, and we embrace a new year, it is imperative for us to realize that God has not and will not change. So the same God that allowed us to make it through 2020 with all of what we appear to be problems is the same God that will take us through 2021. But the key is we have to let God be God. And we got to have an unwavering faith. Like to thank the brethren for getting us off to a good start so far and like to thank Brother John for his courage and his desire to stand before us this morning and lead us in song. Mm -hmm. I'd like to thank Brother Giff for the reading of our scriptural text this morning. Brother Giff read a piece of, of what I take for granted we, we already know, and, and, and that is the story of, of Lot and his family, and they being told to flee the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. So I only asked him to read three verses. I asked him to start at verse number 23 as I draw your attention back there at this time. It says, the sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zor. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities all the plain, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and even what grew on the ground. But I draw your attention to verse 26, and it said, but his wife 
looked back behind, and she became a pillar of salt. There are some things, church, that happened. There are some things that we did in 2020 that we don't need to look back at. We all made some mistakes. We all did some things that were contrary to the word of God. And if we repented of those things, if God has forgiven us, as he said he would, we don't need to look back at those things, church. They're all in the past. I want to show you this morning how one person, when we get into this story, did something that was contrary to the word of God and the consequences that she had. To pay. Brother Giff read to us from Genesis, the 19th chapter. But now I want us to fast forward over to the book of Matthew. And when we get to the book of Matthew, I, I, I want you to look at one verse. And I don't know if you've looked at this verse before. But when you get over to Luke, the 17th chapter, I, I, I want you to look at verse number 32. This is where we're going to draw our thought this morning. I'm sorry, Luke chapter 17 and verse number 32. Maybe I need to put my glasses back on here. <laughs> Luke chapter 17. Verse number 32, and, and thank you, Sister Moore, because it was the expression on your face that let me know something was not right. I need to look back, but only at the scriptural text. Now that we're over there in Luke chapter 17 and verse number 32, the verse that I want you to look at, it says, Now remember Lot's wife. Now, I don't know if you've ever paid any attention to this particular verse, but there's a lot in here. It says, now, remember Lot's wife. What is going on in this 17th chapter of Luke is that the Pharisees have approached Jesus. And they're asking Jesus, he says, now, when will the kingdom of God come? The same question that, that many so-called religious folks have today. The, the, the so-called thing that, that so many religious folks have tried to predict, but the Bible says that no man, no man. But instead of him giving them a direct answer, he begins to warn them to be ready for when the kingdom comes. He says now, it's going to come like a flash of lightning in the sky, which means it's not going to take long. When it comes, it's going to come. He compares it to the coming of the flood in Noah's day. He then compares it to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. He says now in Lot's day. And those that are there, those that are, that are there listening to what Christ has to say, he tells them now, you better be ready when it comes. He says, and he, and he warned them against turning back for anything. Because if you've got to be ready, you've got to be ready. 
And you see, and the thing about being ready is you need to stay ready. Because when he comes back, you're not going to have an opportunity to run back in the house and get something. You know how when you leave to go to work in the morning or, or, or you're planning to go on vacation somewhere and you put it out the driveway and you say, oh, man, I forgot something. Well, see, when Christ returns, you're not going to have time to put the car in park and go back in and get something. And to fix it up. See, it's going to have to already be fixed. That's why we need to stay ready. And then in the midst of his teaching, he tells them, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. And the ironic thing about this is, when we look at the scripture, do you ever see a name for Lot's wife? Do you ever see a lot of information about Lot's wife? But yet and still, Christ tells us to remember Lot's wife. He doesn't tell us to remember Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. But he says, remember Lot's wife. So evidently, church, there has to be something within these one or two verses that we can pick out and apply to our everyday lives that will help us be ready when he comes back. Well, why else would he tell us to remember Lot's wife? So in keeping with the commandment, I want to preach for just a little while this morning on the topic of remembering not to forget. Remembering not to forget. I learned from, from Brother McLean and, and, and from Brother Otis and from Brother Cheek. He says, now, Brother Stav, you always got to have a message that will apply and that will appeal to both the saint and the sinner to both the lost and the saved. And so no matter which side of the fence you're on this morning, you're going to find yourself within this message. Remembering not to forget. When we look at Lot's wife this morning, there, there, there are three areas of her spiritual life that I want us to look at this morning. The first thing I want us to look at is I want us to consider her spiritual privileges. You're going to see what I mean. Lot's wife had some spiritual privileges. She was privileged, church, in her relationships. In other words, she was privileged to be married into a family that worshiped and served the one true God. That is a privilege in itself. Because in that household, there should be no confusion as to who God is. She was privileged to be married into such a family. She saw the clear faith of Abraham. Because, see, she was part of the family. 
If you go to James chapter 2 and, and verse number 23, you see that he was called the friend of God. Wouldn't you want to be raised up in a household where someone can be called a friend of God? Can I back up for just a second? We all are children of God. But it's something special to be called a friend of God. Because you see, when you're a friend of God, there is a special bond, there is a special relationship that goes on. I can look at Taylor, and, and I can look at Brother Corey over here, and I can say, you know what, that, they are friends. Friendship is something that's a little bit more deeper than you having an acquaintance. Some of us are just acquainted with God. But there is no friendship. There is no relationship. You know how I always say sometimes, we recognize each other, but we don't know each other. See, there's a little bit something different here, church. She, she was in a family that served the one true God. She saw the faith of Abraham. She saw how Abraham worshipped God. She knew what needed to be done to worship God. She was privileged to be associated, church, with one of the godliest men that has ever walked the face of this earth. She was in that family. That was the relationship. That was the association that she had. Our families today should be the same way. This is a family of God. That's why it's so important that we come together to worship. Amen. That we're able, when we come together to worship, to edify each other. That's the importance of us being here and being together. Lot's wife, not only did she see the faith of Abraham, but she also was able to see the faith of Lot. Now, although at times it may not have been what it should have been, but she was able to see his faith. Sometimes in our homes, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters may not be what they ought to be all the time but they never let go of God's unchanging hand. See, everybody is going to stumble every once in a while. And I don't have the right to point the finger at a brother or sister who stumbles sometimes if I am the stumbling block. But see, Lot's wife was privileged. Now here's the kicker. Out of all that she saw Abraham do, out of all that she saw Lot do, there was an opportunity there for her to do the same thing. As it is, too, an opportunity for those who are lost this morning. There's an opportunity for you to make it right. But the choice is yours. 
Remember I said this message is for the saint as well as the sinner. You're going to find yourself somewhere within this message. Being married to Lot. Now, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 6 through 8, they say, now, Lot was a righteous man. So if you spend enough time with a righteous man, if you had an uncle who was Abraham, whoo, you're privileged. You have no excuse. Now let's fast forward. When you have a brother named Jesus, and you have a father who's God, we too are privileged. <laughs> but what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? We have everything that we need to make heaven our homes. But what are we going to do with it, church? She was privileged. So what are you saying, Brother Spivey? This is what I'm saying, church. That when we look at our relationships, relationships don't save us. Understand what I'm saying? Faith in Christ Jesus is what saves us. When I met my wife, she was a member of the body of Christ. I was not. By me associating with her, <laughs> wasn't going to get me into heaven. I needed salvation for my own. So, so, so here's the key. There can be guilt by association, but no salvation by association. If I'm going to get that salvation, I'm going to have to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to accept him as my personal Savior. And I love that term, personal Savior. It means that he has his eye on me. He's never too busy to hear what it is I need. He's my personal Savior. The second point is, is this. People want to look at the parents when the kids go wrong. The parent's responsibility is to train that child up in the way that he should go. If I've done that, and he has reached the age of accountability, I've done my job. I can continue to encourage him. I can continue to be the example, but I've done my job. So if you see them do something that is contrary to the word of God, don't tell me. Tell them. Pray for them. Don't tear them down. Help build them up. Because everybody used to be something else before they became a child of God. Amen. I know I'm stepping on some people's toes this morning. 
I got to shine my shoes as well. Because of her relationship with Lot and Abraham, she should have known a few things about God. Because you see, she was acquainted with the deity. She saw what Abraham did on a daily basis, church. She knew how to approach God. She had watched Abraham do it. There was no excuse. Even though she knew what to do, she never did it. What's your point, Brother Spy? There are people who know who Christ is. They know the benefits and the blessings that are within Christ. But they still want to stay on the outside. They don't want to change. But they want God to change to fit their lifestyle. But it doesn't work that way. How many sit in worship services weekly, church, know who God is? Know how to come to God, but fail to act on what they know. See, what has to happen, church, faith has to move you. When you understand what the scriptures are saying, and it moves down to your heart. When it hits you just right and you understand what it is, something should happen. It should move you to come down from. It should compel you to do something. One of the characteristics of life is mobility. And the only way you're going to be a new creature in Christ is you're going to have to get up out of the pew and move down here and make a confession. Accepting Christ as your personal Savior. But see, Lot's wife was exposed to everything she needed to be exposed to. But she never moved. It's one thing to be able to recite John 3, 16, Acts 4 and 12. It's one thing to, to, to know the scripture, but it's another thing to act on it. And it is that acting on that will save you. You'll meet people all day long that can quote scriptures, but ask them, explain it to me. Let me call somebody. A lot of my lessons, church, I try to make them as simple as I can so you can apply them to your everyday life. If you don't understand it, then how are you going to apply it? She was aware of the destruction that was on the way. You to think about that. Angels came to them, church, and told Lot, do you have any other family members in the city? Round them up. And you're going to have to move out of the city. Because, see, I can't do anything until you're safely out of here. 
They knew the destruction that was coming. They knew, she knew of the impending doom, but she was hesitant. If you go back and look at one of the verses in chapter in Genesis chapter 19, when Lot went to his son-in-laws, the Bible says they thought he was joking. He told them to move. Don't look back. The New American Standard says in verse 19 and 26, it says, now Lot's wife was behind him. Everybody else was moving on. She was straggling behind. Everybody else, Brother Phyllis, is moving on to safety. She's lagging behind. She knew what was right, but she was still lagging behind. She knew of the destruction that was impending, but nevertheless, she was lagging behind. She knew what was coming, church, but it didn't appear to phase her. It didn't appear to phase her. Now think about us today. If an angel comes to you, and he says, Brother Bell, your house is going to catch on fire now. I need you to get everyone that's in there. Get them out. It's coming. I'm sure Brother Bell would round up everyone in that household and get them out. Now, see, here's the key. The angels didn't tell Lot, gather up all of your supplies. Get all your stuff together, Lot. He says, get the people together. Get them out. How many times have we watched the news and we see people lose their lives going back into the house to get some stuff? Stuff you can get. Your life you only get. You get one. She knew of the judgment that was coming, but it didn't faze her. Saints, sinners, lost, saved. If you're a sinner, you're not a child of God, judgment is coming. The question is, does it phase you? Are you lagging behind in some things that you need to do? One of those things is accepting Christ as your personal Savior. Lot's wife was privileged, church, in her responsibility. In other words, she had all of the information that she needed. She had enough information to make a decision, an intelligent decision, one that would impact her life. But she didn't heed the warning. In other words, she thought God was playing. She thought God was bluffing, church. 
She didn't believe God would do what he said he was going to do. We have people who live their lives under that facade today. Remember the Bible says, oh yeah, he said he was coming. But things haven't changed. There are people that are still living under that mindset today. Oh, yeah, he may be coming. I'll worry about it when he comes. No, you won't. (laughs) When he comes back, all your worries are really just begun. Because you've got a lifetime to spend in a special place. She had a responsibility, church. She knew what it took to be saved. She knew what the blessings were to be a child of God. But she didn't capitalize on them, church. She thought he was bluffing. When God calls, we better answer. Because see, every time when God calls, it's not to chastise us. And even if it were chastisement in itself, is a benefit. It means that God loves us. If you are a sinner this morning, you have all the information that you need. And if you don't understand what it is that you need to do, talk to someone. But make sure when you talk to someone, you're talking to someone that knows what he's talking about. I want us to consider her spiritual problems, church. For years and years and years, people have been trying to figure out why did she look back? Why didn't she just keep going with everybody else? Part of the problem was her disbelief. As we said before, she didn't really believe God was going to do what he said he was going to do. A lot of people today are still making that same mistake, church, as we said before. God does not play games. God is not a person to be mocked, church. This thing is for real. It is for real. My wife gets on me a lot because I I keep saying, I want to move, I want to move, I want to move. And she says, houses are for you to to just stay in. Just just be settled, stay in that. When you spend an eternity somewhere, (laughs) it's for real. And you only got two places to spend it, in heaven or in hell. But now here's the key. The decision is yours. There was a problem when it came to her her faith, church. The problem was disobedience. God told them to move. Don't look back. She disobeyed. She looked back. The problem was, church, she... She was was more concerned about the place she was leaving 
than where God was leading. She was preoccupied with the place she was leaving than where God was leading her. Sometimes, church, we got to leave some stuff behind in order for God to lead us to where he wants us to be. I've been at a job 20 years. I feel comfortable at that job. And all of a sudden, that job is gone. And you're all worried. And, and, and then God finds you something else. He gives you somewhere else to work. And then you're looking at the new paper one day, and you see, well, that business where you used to be at has closed down. God was trying to lead you to something else. He is a good God. She was more concerned with where she had been than where she was going. In other words, church, wherever your eyes are focused, whatever your eyes are fixed on is where your feet are going to take you to. You might get that going home. But whatever is in your focus is where your feet are going to take you to. Where is your eyes this morning? Are they on despair? Is your heart focused on those things that are above? Because, you see, if that is the case, then that's where your feet are going to take you to. There was a problem with her focus, and it was deception. A lot of deception going around in the church. See, she had everybody food in the family. Except God. So you can fool some of the people some of the time. But we can't fool God. Most of the time, church, I can put on a pretty suit and some shiny shoes and come in here and use some big words and have everybody fool. Except, except God. That's the problem, church. She, she was practicing <laughs> deception. A lot of people within the church profess faith but have never truly been converted. Oh, Brother Bobby, I'm turning over a new leaf. The problem is you still got a whole closet full of old leaves over here. So that one leaf, even though it is a starting place, it needs to be continued. So you can't fool God. Anytime. So if you are a child of God, see, th th there's one thing between me saying I am a child of God and me truly being converted. Because see, if I'm truly been converted, then everything that the world has to offer me is not going to entangle me again. Amen. But we got some people teetering on the fence, and that's what hurts the church. So if you're pretending this morning 
You can't fool God. We say all the time, God knows my heart. And I say, yeah. And that's a dangerous thing to say because it is a truth that God truly does know our heart. If we're truly converted, we become that new creature in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. As we draw to a close, I want you to consider her spiritual punishment. These are the consequences, church. Her punishment was sudden. It was swift, and it was sure. Brother Ernest, can you get Proverbs 29 and 1? Proverbs 29 and 1. Her judgment, church, was sudden. She didn't have time to think about what was going on. You got it, Brother Ernest? Yeah. He that then often reproved hardened his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. So you see, church, you can do wrong for only so long. And then judgment is going to come. One day, your time at doing wrong is going to run out. Your time is going to run out and there will be no more opportunities. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3 lets us know that our days are numbered. You don't see people living to be four or five hundred years old anymore. Our days are numbered and we need to be able to redeem the time. Not only was her punishment sudden, but it was serious. Think about it. You're walking. And he told you, don't look back. And you go to take a step. She didn't get a chance, I bet, church, to turn her neck back around. It says it was sudden. It was swift. At the point she looked back. God is not to be mocked, church. It was instant, it was sudden, and it was because of her unbelief, her doubt in God. And then it was settled. I want you to think about that. Because of her disbelief, she looked back, she became a pillar of salt, it was sudden, and it was settled. She didn't get a chance to say, God, forgive me. Amen. It was done. When judgment day comes, Amen. if you have not accepted Christ as your personal Savior, it is done. Think about it. You don't get a chance to do it over. Like when you're playing checkers, you say, uh-oh, I didn't mean to move there. It's too late. Hell is real, church. Death is real. Judgment is real. And the only way that you can safely navigate through all of this is to have Christ as your personal Savior. So, as we conclude, 
the lesson and why we need to remember Lot's wife is this, church. We need to take God at his word. Because if he says it's going to come to pass, it's going to come to pass. And we need to be ready at all times to meet him. Now, the only way that you can do that if you are a sinner this morning is to come to him in faith. And when you come, you got to believe that he is who he said he is. And he is every water of them that diligently seek him. And he's looking for such to worship him, church. But the only way for you to get into that category is for you to come to him the way he says you need to come, and you need to come and obey the plan of salvation. You need to hear the word of God, not of man. And when you hear the word of God, you need to believe what it is that you have heard. You need to repent of your sins. You need to confess Christ as being the son of the true and living God. And then be baptized for the remission of those sins. And that's not the end of it. It's just the beginning. Then you need to live faithful unto death. And if you are a child of God and you were caught or you realized that you were looking back into the world, then you need to repent of that, church, because you have transgressed God's law. So no matter what it is this morning that's on your heart, whether you are a sinner and you're coming to be added to the body of Christ, or whether you are already a saint and you've transgressed one of God's laws, or maybe you just need prayer, now is the time for you to get all of those things right as we extend to you the invitation. Will you come, please? Search yourselves according to the scriptures, not against he who's standing next to you. Softly and tenderly. Will you come, please? Do we have another this morning? Calling for you and for me. Do we have another this morning, church? See on the portal. Search yourselves this morning, church. And watching. Compare yourselves watching to the scriptures. Not to man. Do we have another this morning? Another this morning, church. Ye who are weary, come home. If not, you may be seated. Thank you for listening this morning, church. I hope that as we look back over the lesson and we remember Lot's wife, there are some things in here that we can apply to our everyday lives. 
And once again, it is that we need to be ready, church, at all mm -hmm. times. Because we don't know when Christ is going to return. And there will be no time for us to get ready. Take God at his word, church. He's not a God to be mocked. Thank you for listening. Amen. What another wonderful sermon. A wonderful way to get the year started. <laughs> Remembering not to forget. Brother Spive, there's a wonderful, wonderful message. If you didn't find yourself in that message, then I'm afraid you're not being honest with yourself. <laughs> I, I think we all can say that we all find ourselves in that message. And it's a wonderful message. Look at how good God is. He has blessed us to see another year. He has blessed us to see another Lord's Day. He has blessed us with another chance to get it right. That's a great God. Even amongst all that we do, God still wants us to repent and get things right with him. So let us take advantage of that. Thank you, Brother Spive, a wonderful message. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Sister Jerice Bonds has come and stated that she has sinned and she has asked for the prayers of the church uh, to lean on Christ for everything. Sister Evelyn Pillar is coming and she's requesting the prayers of the church for herself. She's got a COVID test coming up and also a procedure uh, on the 18th. And she also wants us to remember her niece and her children, uh, those that have had COVID too as well in her family. And Brother Ernest Davis is stating that he is sin and he is asking for the prayers of the church as well. Let's continue to pray one for another because we all need prayer, y'all. Let's go to the throne. Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful for all that you've done for us. We thank you, Father, for letting us live to see this another year. We ask, Heavenly Father, that we not just say that we're going to do better, Father, but help us to truly do better than we have in the past. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please forgive us of all of our sins. We thank you most of all for Jesus Christ and letting him come and die for us, that we may have that opportunity to get it right and to be able to spend an eternity with thee. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please bless each and every one that have come this morning to make their wishes known. Those that are asking for uh, prayers for strength, those that are asking for prayers of forgiveness, and those that are asking for prayers for their loved ones, we're asking that you would please grant them all the things in which you see they stand in need of. Not only them, Heavenly Father, but forgive us all, for we all have come short of thy glory. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please help us to truly uh, take thy word and apply it to our lives. Yeah. Help us, Heavenly Father, to be able to take it out to a dying and perishing world that they too may come to repentance before it is everlasting too late. Continue to bless those that are sick, Heavenly Father, those that are dealing with other illnesses, those that are behind prison walls and even in mental institutions. Bless us all, Heavenly Father, and guide us and help us as we go throughout this year to be mindful of one another and to help one another as well. Yeah.
continue to guide us and be with us all. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Page 310, as we prepare our minds for the Lord's Supper and Communion, page 310. All found, let us sing. Oh, what wondrous love I see, freely shown for you and me. By the one who did atone, just to show his matchless grace, Jesus suffered for the race. In Gethsemane, alone oh what love matchless love oh what love for me was Let's first give thanks for the collection that has been taken up. Dear Heavenly Father, which art in heaven, we're so thankful for the opportunity to be able to give back to you a portion which is already and always yours, dear Heavenly Father. We pray that you will continue to bless us with the means and the opportunities to gain as we give, dear Heavenly Father, and continue to bless us with the mindset to give as we prosper in a way that is pleasing and acceptable in your eyesight. This prayer we do ask in the name of Christ. Amen. We've now come down to this portion of our service where we look back at what happened in the night that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was betrayed. If I could read from Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 45, the scene that takes place right after the Last Supper. I'm always intrigued by Jesus Christ allowing his humanity to show, uh, despite the fact of him still being God. From the New Living Translation, it reads, 
Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and bowed his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watching, pray, so that you will not, be, that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, my father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. Jesus prays three times. His humanity shows that he's afraid. He's scared. He's knowing what's about to happen to him. And earlier at the Last Supper, he speaks to his disciples and he breaks bread. He gives them the cup. He says, take this. This is my body. Eat it. Drink from it, each one of you, for this is my blood of the New Testament shed for many for the remission of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. At this time, we do this to remember him. If you would, wait until the end of prayer to open up your cups. Let us give thanks for the sacrifice. Dear Heavenly Father, which art in heaven, as we look back on what happened the night our Lord was betrayed, we pray that we remember the things that he went through, how he was feeling, dear Heavenly Father, and the things that he accomplished for us. We pray that as we take this bread and as we take this cup, we do it with clean hands and with a pure heart in a manner that is well-pleasing to your eyesight, Lord. This prayer we do ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. May you now open your emblems and take of the bread. Once you've taken of the bread, you may also take of the cup. And as we end this portion of our service, just a reminder, take your cups and please throw them in the trash at the end of service. Instead of Psalm 825, Let's pay attention to page 226. May we all stand. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the world thy hand have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displays. Then sings my soul, my Savior, 
your God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for allowing us to make it to worship this morning to hear another portion of your word. We thank you for the messenger, and we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the opportunity and the privilege to praise you and to worship you, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, now we ask you to please help us to remember all that we have studied and heard this morning and share it with those who do not know the pardon of their sin. Also share with those who may be erring along the way. We pray also that you help us to apply it in our own lives. We thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ. And at this time, we ask you to please be with us and to protect us until we meet again. In his name we do pray. Amen. Amen. 